is an indictment on the system that the, the men are this good and the women are down here. They have to be investing, and they are investing resources and money in it, but it's got to be smart as well. They've got to be seeing this as, as a major, major issue. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Delighted to say we're going to uh, look ahead to the game now in the company of the former Ireland forward, Anna Capeless. Morning, Anna. Morning, lads. How are you? Flying it. How are you getting on? Good. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you ever get sick of talking about sport? No. <laughs> and then when we get sick of talking about sport, Anna, we get to talk about other stuff, it turns out. So that's, uh, that's all good, too. <laughs> you're unreal, lads. No jeepers. Like, you're unreal. Like, whenever I listen to him, like, how do they know so much about every sport, in and out, every day? Ah, you're di- um, our egos, Anna. Our I egos. wouldn't confuse our knowledge of sport with our ability to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, as long as you don't confuse mine. C- certainly, in my case, come here. Oh, it, it, I hope Cork is going to be good to us tomorrow. I, uh, as a viewing experience last weekend, I sort of felt that like it wasn't pretty to look at, and there might have been a floating audience who came in, particularly for the first half, and thought, "Right, well, that's me uh, done here." And that there's obviously a danger of that. What are you um, on the face of it? Tomorrow isn't going to be any prettier, but what are you expecting? Um, I'm hoping for a good Cork crowd, if for nothing else, like the people who've kind of stuck with women's rugby and, and been invested. And yeah, I think there's a danger that that you could lose kind of any momentum that might be coming across from, you know, the excitement around the men's Six Nations and the under 20s and all the rest. And um I know my 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 sister texted me to say she was looking for tickets and that she and my other sister were going to go because the girls need all the support they can get and like that's lovely to to hear you know mm. from from someone I know and I hope that others in the rugby community in Cork and kind of surrounding areas will feel the same in terms of rugby yeah look and and I I listened to bits of what um Fiona and Ali were talking about and goodness they know so much as well they're they're so brilliant and they were saying, and I really agree with them, that like defensively, if you can hold France out and kind of stem the flow and not make it kind of a situation where you're like, oh, another one, oh, another one. Like if you can really like, and and, and Ireland are well capable of that with the players that they have, you know, and, and you know, I've, God, I've, I've been talking all week and, and in the lead up to Six Nations as well about Neve Jones, Sam Monaghan, Nicola Friday, like the big physical, Linda as well, Linda and Jungang, like the big physical players that we have that doesn't matter who the opposition is, they can put in massive hits and massive tackles. We didn't see it from them last week, so I actually am I'm taking that as like a, a positive in that Ireland didn't play as well as they could last week, so we know there's way more in them, especially defensively, and like big hits that those girls can put in where you you know you're making an offensive tackle that they got you know they got huge stats on that last year the Irish girls did like big offensive tackles that really adds something to your defense and I'm just hoping for a um a good performance and whatever they work on this week that they're able to deliver on that and they're not going to be able to fix everything overnight but whatever they've decided right this is going to be our um, bread and butter for this week put it into practice we deliver on the day and next week we'll focus on something else Alison was talking about that um, lack of physicality almost as part of mentality she was talking about her attitude I suppose and like that she was sure that we'd be better in that regard tomorrow like it felt surprising that we wouldn't be 
full on with in that whatever but anything else but like that your attitude or your mentality would be yeah. right going into that Wales game have you been part of squads before where you just felt for whatever reason it wasn't right in the day and then something within such a tight turnaround is uh, is fixable or what's your experience of that yeah and I think I, I have and I think that it's kind of t- typical typical of us like of, of the Irish girls to kind of pull something out of the bag and then you're kind of like oh where was this last week? Or people watching would have been like, where was this last week? Or, but it's not as easy as that. And sometimes it's easy as, as easy as like when your back's against the wall and you've, you know, nothing to lose, essentially. You just go for it. And yeah, I've been in, in, I remember going to England and like, especially when it's teams like England and France and you know how, you know, physical they can be and how much, you know, they're, they're, they could potentially put on you if you don't deal with them defensively. I remember going to England a few years ago and we played like kind of really conservatively. And I think it was due to the fact that we were um, so kind of trying to focus on like, okay, let's not do anything wrong here. So let's just kind of keep, whereas actually you need to just go for it, like whether that's defense or attack. And I think you can, that's definitely something you can turn around because that's something you can fix within you know, you see that change from a first half to a second half. Mm. You can you see that change from the first 10 minutes to the following 10 minutes in a game, like physicality dropping in and out. And it comes from different moments in games that give you, you know, an inside spark. So if you can fix it in from one half to the next, you can definitely turn that around within a week. Yeah. It's fascinating. And you've been writing in, the, in Echo Live about... I guess the dearth of experience in the Irish squad naturally compared to some, some countries I think you made the point that Nicola Friday the most experienced with, with what 29 caps to her name uh, around this time so that's something that, that nearly has to be taken into context when we're talking about this Irish team that they are in some cases years behind other nations Yeah definitely and you know if we look at where we are now and like if, if when we're talking you know analyzing the men you know going and preparing for a world cup like this year and talk so much of the conversation around the six nations was with the world cup in mind so if we talk about the world cup that's coming up for for the girls in two and a half years and like ireland has to be there we just have to be there like there's no ifs or buts here um we what we're building now is is the experience and like there's already a lot of changes from last week to this week and that already is kind of like, yes, some of those changes are warranted and some of those are very, I was a bit surprised by some of them, but I just want to see like more consistency. And also there's more conversation around like sevens in, sevens out, whatever that means. But essentially like we have to start um, giving consistent like opportunities to players and like we only have the Six Nations. And and I was talking about the, the experience and the difference between teams in in context of um, Sarah Hunter last week retired with 141 caps for England, the most English rugby player, uh, the most appearances of any English rugby player, men or women. And that comes down to, yes, how long she's been around, but also like the playing opportunities presented by the RFU, like for that team, like how often they had tours summer tours november international six nations something else like the union was constantly looking for opportunities to play and ireland haven't 
and we've got to change that. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm actually flying out to Madrid today because I'm going to go down and see the. Um, uh, I'm living in Spain currently, so I'm going to go down and see the Four Nations um, uh, tournament that they've got going concurrently. So. South Africa, Spain, USA and Canada are playing uh, two game series last weekend and this weekend. South Africa played a game against Wales and Wales organized that with South Africa to get a game in before going out into the Six Nations. Why didn't Ireland get in touch with anyone? Spain, USA, Canada, like one of those teams to organize the same thing because last week, like we saw a lot of kind of changing around of positions, um, I know that looks so well, you know, like Hannah O'Connor came onto the pitch and you know when you have four back rows and one second row and all the back rows look at each other and they're like, who's going to go in? Mm. <laughs> maybe they didn't, maybe they knew, but I felt like that would have been me. Like, Because that's the stuff that you do in a warm-up game, not in your first game in the Six Nations. So I just, I, I just want to see way more proactivity and not just reactivity in terms of like, oh, other teams are doing it, so we should be doing it. Our, the RFU needs to be like, okay, more playing opportunities, games, 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 experience, like, and just full steam ahead into whatever is coming up with that WXV, World Cup, Six Nations, whatever. I just want to see us playing more. Certainly, like, in terms of that change, like, there's, there's an awful lot of play here. There's the stuff that you're alluding to there, to there on the structural side, and then there's obviously, at the minute, for the coaching staff and the team that are there, the weekly churn of, we have another game coming up. And, like, it definitely, what sprung to mind as you were chatting about the changes that have been there from the Irish point of view was the Warren Gatland comes into the Wales uh, camp late for the men's Six Nations, and he's every week, new 15, new 15, chop and changing. From the outside looking into that, it was like, well, this guy doesn't seem to really know what he's doing. He doesn't be able to land on uh, what this 15 are at, and it feels a small bit like that. Talk to us about one of the, the Dan O'Brien, particularly maybe a 10, such a pivotal position, and like, it's 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 um, the exact embodiment of what you're talking about um, over the last number of years. We just haven't been able to settle on, a, on an out-half, but she did come on against Wales, obviously, and in some ways has the ideal skill set um, for a game like France where she can kick a bit of territory and try and just release that pressure valve when it when inevitably comes on with with regularity yeah absolutely um because there's no kind of shake your feeling on a pitch than when you're under the pump and when we go to kick we don't get the kind of release of pressure where they get a, you know a line out for just as far back as where they had been uh, attacking from initially anyway so i think that yeah they'll use her a lot and and she'll she can try different things. I like that about her. She's she's brave. And I think that, you know, young players particularly bring in a kind of a a braveness that, uh, you know, maybe you get when you get older, you're a bit like, OK, I know what's going on here. So these are our plans where she's just like fresh into it. No, she's got some caps in, in, in Japan. And that's what that tour was for, you know, to discover these players and see what they can do. And this young, you know, a young heart like that coming in and, and uh, especially in such a key position like 10 is... Um, massive for her and like I'm really going to see her to see her start and see how she controls it and hopefully that you know almost almost like blissfully ignorant that you're like I don't care who I'm coming up against here France England whatever I don't I've no previous experience in this Six Nations setup so I'm just going to play how I play and I want to see that from her and I think that her kicking was really good last week and and uh, I want to see more of that from her. Saif McGrath is an interesting one, Anna. Like, I mean, debut last week, 
18 years of age I know she's very highly thought of up in uh, Derry and, and by everyone at Ulster as well um, but that was a tough experience for her last week because <clears throat> she seemed to be targeted almost by, by an experienced Welsh pack um, and, and she's out of the team she's back onto the replacements this weekend but it, it's a tough it's a tough awakening when you, when you enter senior Six Nations rugby for the first time yeah and you know I, I, I was chatting earlier in the week about this that I'd love to see what I'd love to see from Simon McGrath is her thriving in an under 20 side mm. you know and we don't have that. We don't have that. And even I was thinking about this earlier because obviously um, uh, France are coming to Cork, and it's funny. Like the, the the French the French women's team are kind of similar to the men's team. You never really know what they're going to come with, you know. And people say, "Oh, the French don't travel well," and all these kind of things. But it's just, it's because the French kind of they either crumble or they thrive, and 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 it's so hard to know. But in terms of like. Um, experience and match day experience like when you go down to France (laughs) my first Six Nations away game was down in France and they give you the small dressing room they give you one toilet which isn't which doesn't even have a toilet bowl it's like that you know that hole in the ground (laughs) that you come across when you're on holidays in France sometimes in in a little old man's pub and it's like they're absolutely like messing with you and they, they don't care. And like that's one thing that they, they've taken out of France's hands this time around because they have to come to Cork. And I, I don't think there's any holes in the ground down in Musgrave Park for toilets. But all those things, pre-game prep, um, and this is talking about, you know, I know you're talking about the match, but like all the things that lead up to the match. Imagine if you could experience all those as a team, as an under-20 side, and then coming into a senior side without having to worry about even those things. So now you're talking about the scrum. Yeah, rude, like rude awakening, maybe baptism, baptism of fire, definitely. She handled it as well as she could and they definitely target her. I would, if I was, if I saw a young player in another team, I'd target her uh, as well. And like, let's go for her. Like, let's, you know, let's show her what it really means to be here. Like she, she'll have learned from that definitely. But on the pitch, off the pitch, just would love to see girls coming in that you know have been through this um, in an under twenty six nations, mm. and I, I, I want to see that. I want to see that down the line for us, and and we should be looking at Saif McGrath like and how how she's performing with an under twenty side. Like, wow, I can't wait to see her. Like, you know, if if, if you weren't watching the the interpros, you'd never have seen her play before. And so you don't really know what to expect from her, even as a spectator. Um, and she's, uh, you know, she did as well as she could. And now people are like, oh, she's on the bench. So maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't the right call to start her last week. I don't know. Um, it's hard to know. I would prefer to see um, Christy starting, like the, the, the front row we have this week with Saif coming in. That's what I would have preferred to see, just to, to give her a bit of a, you see how the game is going and then you can come in and make your impact. Mm. But um it definitely, I think, I, I think, I'm hoping that the scrum this week will kind of be uh, coming up against a French scrum. It's it's difficult, but it'll be slightly more settled, I think, because they'll have just a bit more experience on the pitch, off the pitch, leading into it and how to handle it and then how to react to it. And then Saif can come in when, when, when it suits the management, when it suits the game and when it suits her. Mm. 
Shane mentioned earlier on your piece in the Echo this week, a really interesting read on it, uh, covers a load of bases around that leak of caps, particularly from the uh, something that Stuart Lancaster talks about regularity, about needing that breath of caps across the team. Um, it also talks about your own decision to step away, um, and you spoke about the players, and I'm quoting here, who, like me, decided that they cannot continue to put their happiness, self-worth and mental health in the hands of a union that's failed again and again to show the players the respect they deserve. Very strong words. Uh, yeah, and it was um, difficult for me to write that and put it out there, but um, it, it's it's essentially the the truth at the end of the day. And um, after like I had a kind of COVID didn't help, but for me my my uh, whole international career was very like inconsistency, like in out, dropped, selected, playing well, thought I'd never play again, come back, get player of the match dropped again oh like so up and down and it was very tough it's just the nature of the way it went for me you know and there's players like that and and it just so you know it just so happened that that was it for me and and when you know the the new management came in and I got a call that said you know that that I wasn't going to be involved I was like I can't I can't continue to do this to myself like um Mm. it was like torturous really L- lying awake at night wondering why 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 am I doing this like why I can't be myself you know and, and people who know me and, and know like kind of um usually I'm, I'm I'm like dancing and singing and kind of whatever like I have have uh different things that I might bring to like a dressing room or to training or whatever but when you have to go into you know a, a, a camp and and kind of keep your head down and, and had to do that for so long and I was like I can't keep continuing to do that to 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 myself because the selections were so you know you're doing everything to to play and I felt like even laughing at training might have lost me my spot it was so, it was so inconsistent you know mm. um so I yeah and I, I I think a lot of people felt for me, I have to remind myself that it wasn't a, it's not coming from a place of weakness. It was coming from a place of strength for me to, to finally say, I'm not going to put my self-worth in the hands of anyone else anymore, especially not in the hands of a coach who's not even going to give me an opportunity to, to who just dropped me straight away without even seeing me um, coming into the, the without inviting me into a camp. So I, I just decided I can't and I stepped away. And there's a lot of players like that who, had the same thought process and took themselves out of the setup and, and um, went back to their careers or decided or haven't even taken themselves out of the squad and are still, still not in there. So um, it's been a kind of a, a facet of, of, of the women's game in Ireland for the past few years. And like, we don't have, when you look at Sarah Hunter and other players, I know I'm using her because she retired last week, but other players that have so many caps and just to have so many caps that aren't involved that could be um, is is uh, is sad for me. I find that kind of sad. Yeah, that's totally understandable. And I think that like, I'm trying to put my finger on whether it's like a structural... Uh, union thing or it's more of a management ticket thing um, like have you any sense that the women in rugby report that came out at the end of last year is I, I mean I don't know it doesn't sound like that's the sort of thing that it might uh, might address your concerns um, there's certainly a plan in place and I've been um, you know following and, and um, seeing what's been going on and it's exciting to hear you know a few things that are coming up for 
Ireland and like, you know, there's an under 18 Six Nations Festival. It's like, great. An under 18 Ireland 15s team. Wonderful. And, you know, a lot of other things that are in the pipeline for us, are we? And I'm happy with that. I'm happy to see them coming. But I'm also very impatient and I'm I'm cynical and I'm I'm kind of I'm already um, like, okay, fine, but I want to see it. Mm. And until I see it all in action and see the returns from it, I'm going to keep asking questions and, and keep feeling this way where I just want to demand more and um, I want more for the players and I want the players to be well looked after and happy and, and um, allowed to be themselves. And you're right, it's, it's, I, it's, not, you're not, it's not easy to say whether it's a structural thing, management thing, whatever, but it is a trend. And yeah, let's let's work in the report. Like, great to see like all these appointments across the provinces for talent ID and building the um, the experience in the provinces for women's rugby. But I'm gonna just keep hot on it to make sure that it's happening and make sure that it's um, happening well. And I talk to the players a lot, and I talk to a lot of people, and I want to know about everything that's going on. I don't want to. For me, walking away from Ireland rugby as a player meant that okay, I've got nothing to lose now. I can ask the questions that I want to ask, um, you know, be the be, be the voice that maybe players don't have and, and express things that I would like to, to, that I maybe would have liked to express as a player, but you can't because you could lose everything in a heartbeat. And um, I, I want to see it and I want to see it continue to grow. And I'm, I'm going to be like watching very carefully to see how it does grow. The decision to step away, while like it sounds like you're very happy with that, obviously that it, it leaves you ultimately in a more rounded, better place. Uh, it doesn't mean that it doesn't still hurt. Sounds like it does. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy at the moment that I'm really able to enjoy these Six Nations games and and really like support the girls because last year I couldn't. I was in such a bad place. Um, I couldn't even follow the Japan tour. I was in, I was so broken hearted. Like I, I, I couldn't, so I'm, I'm really happy with where I am now because I feel like, yeah, I can contribute now. Um, but yeah, it does. And I, I, it does, it does still hurt. And I'm I still, I have a lot of, um, I suppose you'd call them regrets, but I'm, I'm not sure what I could have done differently either. And, I think the the comfort that I'm getting in it is that I want to be, I want to stay involved in women's rugby forever, and I, I want to be a coach, and I, I'm focusing on that as making me, you know, um, okay. If I if I couldn't achieve it on the pitch, like how can I achieve what I want now? Mm. And it's too much of a cliche to say. Well, that experience can. And ultimately, that experience will probably put you in a better position down the track in terms of coaching and all that. But for now, it doesn't. Uh, it's. I'm sure it's no great um, consolation to you. Enjoy the the rugby over the next few days, um, and we uh, would definitely uh, welcome to have your voice back on here again to speak about whether it's structural issues or hopefully the aftermath of a win over France in Cork on, uh, on Saturday afternoon. Brilliant! Thanks a million, lads. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.